on episode 326 of Nintendo Switchcraft. 3.0 for Smash is here. What makes a direct? The Castlevania collection is unveiled. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Let's get started. We are back with the latest episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. It is brought to you live three times a week over at uh, twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. You can watch it live on Tuesdays and Thursdays, usually at 3 p.m. However, this week I'm on vacation and we've got stuff to do, so I'm recording it a little bit early. Uh, and then on Saturdays, I record it whenever I can get to it anyway. Tune in live again at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Todd H. Get Switchcraft and my other shows ad-free for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Let's get started. Mario is an Italian plumber who, under your control, enters the Mushroom Kingdom to fight off killer turtles and deadly ducks until he can rescue the Princess Toadstool. All right, you know who else Mario might have to fight off? He's going to have to fight off Joker because Joker is finally here. Uh, We have been waiting for quite a while for Nintendo to bring uh, Joker to the Nintendo Switch and they have finally done, or not to the Nintendo Switch, but to Smash Brothers, and they have finally done so. Uh, There was a video from Nintendo And that video is very interesting because one of the things that I, it made me want to ask is what makes a Nintendo Direct a Nintendo Direct? Because this video, it was 15 minutes long. It covered a bunch of new features uh, for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. And if they had just said, if they had put the moniker Direct on it, If they had put that on it, then this would have been just like any other Smash Direct. But they didn't. They didn't do a live stream. They just dropped it on YouTube. And it it shows that that Nintendo, they're they're doing something. They're very unpredictable. You can never tell what Nintendo is going to do. Like, we were all anticipating that a Nintendo Direct is coming uh, by the end of April, so that they could tell us more about Joker from Persona 5 being included in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And rather than do a direct, with all the pomp and circumstance that, that that brings with it, they just decided to unveil a video. So let's jump into the the details of uh, Joker and the Smash Bros. 3.0 update. And then after that, we're going to talk about what makes a Nintendo Direct a Nintendo Direct. So first off, they went through in the in this 15-minute video, which was quite lengthy, and they explained uh, how Joker works. Uh, he has both a sword and a gun. I spent a little bit of time before recording this just playing as Joker and seeing what kind of character he is. He plays a lot like a character with a sword like Link or... Uh, like the Fire Emblem characters where he has, in fact, he reminded me a lot of, I think it was Robin, 
I could be wrong. I can never keep the Fire Emblem characters uh, straight. Don't be mad at me. Um, uh, he plays a lot like one of the Fire Emblem characters where he can shoot like a fireball out on the ground. It reminded me a little bit of um, of Ness, his attack. Uh, and then he's got these uh, these sword attacks, which go in the three directions, um, you know, back, front, and above. Uh, and then in addition to that, his neutral B, uh, he pulls out a gun. Now, as he takes damage or deals damage, uh, he ends up uh, building up this meter. And as he builds up that meter, he will become more powerful. So basically what happens is we fill the meter... His Persona, which is this big winged, winged creature. I've not played Persona 5, so I don't know much about it. Uh, but his his Persona comes out, this big winged creature. It's completely invulnerable. You can't attack it, okay? You cannot attack this, this uh, part of him. You can only attack the main character himself. But as you're... As you're uh, he, when the winged character comes out, or his persona, I guess is what I'm going to have to call it, uh, all of his attacks are a little bit more powerful. So that fireball that he throws out is a little stronger. His gunshots are a little stronger. His sword attacks are a little stronger. Um, when he doesn't have her, his persona, he has a grappling hook. When he has his persona, he, he kind of flies up instead. And I felt like he played in a very fun way. I enjoyed playing as Joker in the three or four matches that I did. Of course, I ended up going back to Pac-Man because Pac-Man is my favorite. Uh, but Joker plays pretty well, and they announced him on Wednesday or Tuesday. They announced him, and then he was out the next day, whatever it was. I can't remember now off the top of my head. Uh, but he came out just like the next day, and um, it worked very well. Now... That's not the only update to Smash, all right? We also have the rest of the 3.0 update to talk about. So let's take a look at what else is included in the 3.0 update. Uh, the first thing that I want to talk about uh, is not just him, but also a bunch of DLC costumes for your me characters. And I don't know quite how I feel about this because... These characters, these me characters, you know, you can dress them up in whatever way you want by unlocking stuff, by earning coins, and then spending the coins on, on, on the different costume, which is cool. But these cost money. And it's not about the amount of money because it's a small amount of money. It really doesn't, it, it's not expensive by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but the idea that I paid for the fighter's pass and the Fighters Pass gives me all of the new fighters. But part of me wants to say it should also include all of the DLC costumes, if that makes sense. Like, that's that's how I felt about it. So when they were um, talking about the DLC costumes that are being added to the game, th there was a little... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, a little disclaimer at the bottom and that disclaimer included or, or basically said um this stuff is not included in the dlc or in in the fighters in the thing that we all already bought for 25 dollars that includes all the, the, the fighters pass 
Uh, so it includes things like uh, a Morgana hat from Persona 5, which I guess is some cat person. Uh, a protagonist costume from Persona 4, which I have not played myself. A teddy hat, which looks like some kind of robot bear or something. I Again, this is all Persona stuff, so I don't... I, like, this is outside of my wheelhouse. Um, the protagonist from Persona 3 as well uh, as a sword fighter. And so all of these uh, things are something that you have to pay for. Now, the ones that I am more interested in are the Sonic the Hedgehog costumes. Like, so you can dress up as Knuckles or as Tail, which is kind of cool. But, and, and again, it's just cosmetic. It has nothing to do with the gameplay which I think is totally fine. But the idea that I paid for the fighter's pass and I don't get these costumes as part of that, that kind of bugs me. Uh, Each one of these costumes costs 75 cents and they're not included in the fighter's pass. I'm very curious as to what you guys think about that. Okay, so that's the, the, the new costumes that you can have. Uh, also with Joker, you got a new board, which changes based on the music that's playing, which is really cool. It's, it looks really, really nice. Uh, and it's fun to play on. Uh, then they included stage builder. Now stage builder is pretty neat. Uh, I tried, I was streaming and I haven't had a chance to pull the switch out of the dock and, and try it with, um, with touch controls. Uh, but it looks pretty awesome. There's, this is a, a, a big step up from what you could do on the Wii U. Uh, you can you do the touch controls, but you can also have like layers. So there are things that are happening in the background that are just there for decoration that you can't get to. Uh, my son just brought up his um, uh, one a stage that he made. He brought it upstairs to show it to me. And he had all these little nooks and crannies where uh, it looked like a, a great stage for like eight players. And it had all these like nooks and crannies where characters would get trapped with a couple other fighters and you'd be fighting while somebody's fighting on another section of it. The things that you can do with the stage builder are pretty impressive. I looked online to see what have people made so far and it's some memes and things like that. Nothing all that great. There definitely needs to be, I mean, I would like to see something that's only sorts by this has received uh, this many yaz or something like that. I didn't see anything like that. In addition to the stage builder, which is cool, and you can share your stuff online, uh, you can also edit video on your Nintendo Switch, uh, which is pretty neat. I wouldn't expect it to be that great. Although what I would like to see, if anybody is interested, maybe we'll have like a a contest uh and we could have a contest where uh it it you know maybe your your favorite smash moments edited together in the video with the text on their uh nintendo switchcraft or something i don't know it's something i'm gonna noodle around and, and see if i can figure out and then maybe we can vote on who had the best video uh that uh, is trying to help help grow this uh this podcast i don't know it's just an idea um you also can now I actually forgot to update this before the show, but you can update the Nintendo Switch Online app, and now it's going to have a spot in there for Smash Brothers. Uh, right now, oh, it's our, you know what? I didn't even have to update it; it's already there. So 
This is the first time that we've gotten something other than damn Splatoon here. And you can open up the Smash Brothers part, and it takes a second to open up. And now I can go through and look at some stuff on here, maybe watch some videos that people have made. And um, you can also mark um, mark a stage that you see on here as something that you want to download later. And then next time you open up your Nintendo Switch, it starts downloading. I think it's kind of cool. Uh, I'm still not super sold on the app. I think that they could do a lot better. But for now, I think that it's kind of neat. I'm curious as to how you how you all feel about the Smash 3.0 update. Uh, so please feel free to let me know if you're watching this on YouTube. Let me know in the comments down below, or you can get a hold of me on Twitter at RunJumpStomp and use the hashtag NintendoSwitchCraft because I have other podcasts and it makes it easier for me to sort. Um, that being said, the big thing that I wanted to talk about today is whether or not this constitutes a Nintendo Direct. So I put a tweet out there and I, I basically said my next uh, episode, uh, the bigger picture is what is a Nintendo Direct? Is it just a video about games from Nintendo or is it something more? Uh, and then I, I put like a little poll for people to vote and I'm bringing up the results right now. And man, 81% of you, 81%, that's a overwhelming uh, 81% of people said that uh, this is not a direct. The Smash 3.0 is not a direct. That's what a majority, a vast majority of people said. And uh, there's still time to vote on that poll. Just go to the show notes at runjumpstomp.com and you can find the show notes there. Click on the uh, on the poll and you can have your voice heard. Uh, James Murray replied and said a Nintendo Direct is a video directly from Nintendo that has information about their first-party games. It could include additional information as well. Smash 3.0 was that. My hashtag is a little off. Oh, yeah, I, my, I spelled Nintendo wrong. I spelled it Nintenod. <laughs> oh, sometimes I'm dumb. Um, that's, that's right. My, my hashtag is a little off. So what do you guys think? Is this... 3.0, because I kind of agree with what James said here. Uh, he said it's a video from Nintendo that talks about their first party games. That's exactly what we saw here. So isn't this considered a Nintendo Direct, even though they didn't put the Nintendo Direct name on it? I don't know. It's it's a weird qualification. And if it seems like as soon as you figure out what Nintendo is doing... Um, it's it's hard to see it, they they change things up if that makes uh, any sense so i think that it's time for us to move on to another topic and uh let's let's head back to the to the show notes and we'll talk about something retro when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. 
After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey, listen! Okay, uh, Castlevania collection. For those of you that have not been paying attention, Konami recently announced three collections. The first collection that they talked about or that they uh, revealed was their arcade collection, which is already out. Uh, the second one is the Castlevania collection, and then the third is the Contra collection. Now, when they unveiled these, they only showed off four of the games that are contained in the Castlevania collection, and I think the Contra collection, they showed even less. Um, Wario64, who uh, always has his ear to the ground. If you don't follow Wario64 on Twitter, you absolutely should. He has some of the best deals out there. And uh, he always tweets out uh, some of the latest news from Nintendo. Uh, he tweeted out um, today the uh, the fact that um, we now have a full list of the games in the Castlevania Anniversary Collection. Now, I tried to go to the the source itself and verify this, but every time I went to Konami's website and I clicked on the Castlevania Collection... It would ask me my age because some of the games are rated whatever. I don't know. Uh, but it would, it, it would ask me my age. I'd put it in. It would say, what region are you in? I'm saying, okay, I'm in North America. And then it would ask me my age again. And so I did that loop probably three or four times before I just said, well, I'm sure that Wario 64 is correct. Uh, but here are the games that are listed in... Uh, or by Wario 64 for the Castlevania Anniversary Collection, which is coming this summer. We don't have a hard date on that yet. Or, or yes, we do, May 16th. Okay, well, that's not long at all. It's it's coming up soon. Uh, so Castlevania, Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge, Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse, Super Castlevania 4, then Castlevania Bloodlines, Kid Dracula, which I'd never heard of before, Castlevania The Adventure, I don't know what that is, and then Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest. Now, I know that a lot of people were very much looking forward to having Castlevania Symphony of the Night in this collection, and it's not included. And I find that to be incredibly, incredibly disappointing. I feel like that is a big mistake on their part. However, I think I know where they're going with this. We've got the Castlevania Anniversary Collection, right? They're going to do a Castlevania Anniversary Collection 2, which will contain some of the later games. This is this is them spacing it out so that they can make more money. And I think that at the end of the day, this is probably going to be a pass from me. Uh, I was pretty excited about playing uh, Symphony of the Night because it's, it's a game that I, I never had when I was a kid. And I never played it. Um, I think I played probably five or so minutes of it at a friend's house at one point, 
but I never bought that game, so I never played it. And I was looking forward to playing it because I've heard amazing things about it. Uh, I've been, I was looking forward to playing it in this Castlevania collection. I was absolutely going to buy it, and now I'm. I really don't see a reason to. Now, I could be wrong. Maybe they're not doing a a Castlevania Anniversary Collection Part 2. Maybe they're going to do it as DLC down the road. So you buy this, and then in six months or so, they're like, hey, surprise, we're going to bring another Castlevania game to this collection, and you can buy it for $7 or something like that. If they do that, then I might get on board except the fact that this is already $20 and that means I would be spending close to 30. I mean, let's just assume that it's going to be seven bucks for the DLC, um, in this magical, uh, imaginary DLC that I'm making up on the spot. Uh, let's say that it's $7. I'm, I'm spending close to $30 for that game for that, that one game. The other one, yeah, I'm getting eight other games, but there are eight other games that I don't really want. What I really wanted is that other game. So $27 for that, uh, I don't know, that's kind of shaky. And I'm also a little worried as to what's going to happen with the Contra collection when that does come out. I'm, I'm really not sure. Um, by the way, before we go any further, I just want to uh, say something uh, from, from chat here, because uh, I record this live over at Twitch. Uh, there were no reveals and no dates. We uh, Mikey B. Playing is saying... Uh, We all knew that Joker was coming. So that's why it's not a direct because it's nothing, nothing that was unveiled that we didn't already know. Except that, you know, we didn't know. Well, no, we did know that Stage Builder because that was leaked by Nintendo ahead of time. Um, Was there anything in here that we didn't know about? I don't think that, I don't think that there was. And maybe that's why. It's not a Nintendo Direct. Anyway, I got distracted by chat, which is why it's hard to do this live, but that's all right. Okay, let's let's move on. We've got a tweet from, from Nintendo. Something's gone wrong in the happy-go-lucky world of Nintendo. And you are right. Uh, something's gone wrong in the happy-go-lucky world of Nintendo. I love that. That was completely random. I hit that button. It plays a random quip, uh, quip and it happened to be the perfect one because something has gone wrong. Uh, there's a problem with the eShop, I guess. Now, I didn't have any problem today with the eShop, but about 12 or 13 hours ago, Nintendo put out this tweet. They said, we are aware that players are experiencing errors accessing the Nintendo eShop and are working to address the problem. Thank you for under for your understanding, and we hope to share an update when available. And I was like, okay, well, I didn't run into any issues, so is it still happening? And, oh, there you go. About one hour ago, uh, they have tweeted that access to the Nintendo eShop has been resolved. However, some may still experience intermittent errors. We appreciate your continued patience, Uh, which is, it's funny. I was looking at Reddit and somebody on Reddit happened to post that uh, they were downloading 64 games from the Nintendo eShop all at once. And everybody started blaming them for uh, wrecking the servers <laughs> for the eShop, which I found to be quite hilarious. Uh, but if you were running into problems downloading stuff from the eShop, now you know why. For a period of about 13 hours, Nintendo was having issues with it. It seems that they have said it's all resolved now. 
And I think that we're all set. And, uh, you know, th- th- these kind of things happen when it comes to dealing with online stuff. Uh, speaking of online stuff, let's uh, talk about something that you can download on that on said eShop now that the eShop is up again. And that is Box Boy and Box Girl. You can pre-purchase and you can download a demo. Now, I have yet to download the demo. I was... Uh, I was busy doing other first looks, but uh, you can download the demo for Box Boy plus Box Girl on the Nintendo eShop. Uh, the it's got 270 puzzles in it, and it comes out on the 26th of this month. Uh, and if it looks interesting to you at all, then download the demo and try it out. And now, if you don't know anything about Box Boy, you are literally a black and white box. And you replicate yourself in order to make like Tetris shapes. And you can use those to solve puzzles, uh, to climb on things or to uh, bridge a gap. And this one is the first one that has like multiplayer in it where you've got uh, the it's not Box Girl. I don't think it's her name. She's got a different name, but they're calling her Box Girl in the in the in the name of the game. But Box Boy and Box Girl, a little co-op adventure, probably if you enjoyed a game like, and I have not played any guy, any Box Boy, but just from looking at it, my guess is if you enjoyed playing Snipper Clips at all, then this is probably a game that you would have a lot of fun with. And I, it's definitely on my list of things to try. So uh, QB and QC, those are the names of the characters. Uh, they are uh, Box Boy and Box Girl. I am going to be checking that out on my Nintendo Switch and uh, reporting back probably next episode uh, or maybe next Tuesday's episode. It depends on on how much time I have uh, between between now and then. Okay, it is uh, this. This is some very very interesting information that I'm just going to throw out there before we get to feedback. Um, Chinese Nintendo. This is not an official Nintendo uh, Twitter account. This is just at Chinese Nintendo. I. Uh, It says here, and uh, I quote, Nintendo Switch mainland China release could be soon. So right now you can't get uh, Nintendo Switch in China. However, uh, I guess you are going to be able to soon. And the government approval documents state that Tencent will be distributing the Nintendo Switch in China. The console has been approved by the Department of Culture for the Wangyong province. And hopefully I didn't do a horrible job um, pronouncing that. And if I did, I don't speak Chinese. So please don't be mad at me. I think that at the end of the day, this is huge for Nintendo, but doesn't affect the customers at all. Uh, Nintendo is going to make a lot of money. So if this is true... I can see Nintendo's stock price like really going up because that is a huge market of people that currently cannot buy the console other than by stealing it or importing it in in such a way that is probably a pain. Uh, And it's probably there's enough friction there that people are just going to say, it's not worth it. Well, now you'll be able to go to a store in China and buy a Nintendo Switch. And that means that Nintendo is going to make buckets and buckets of cash from this uh if it's not true then uh, expect that uh nintendo's stock to tumble as investors buy on the rumor and sell on the news but uh, i think that it's very interesting that 
that a huge, huge market like that is about to be opened up for Nintendo. All right, time for feedback. Way Lawworthy tweeted at me at, Nint- at, at runjumpstomp, hashtag Nintendo Switchcraft, and he spelled it right. Thank you. Uh, he said, we know you aren't a fan of the Toys to Life trend. I don't know that that's true. I think it's cool. I just think that there's too much of the stuff, if that makes sense. I think that the Toys to Life trend was actually pretty neat. Um, But how would you feel about a board game on the Switch that combined minimal physical elements? Any game that involves hiding cards slash pieces isn't possible without Nintendo, without multiple Switches. All right, this is a great question. And I'm a big fan of this question because I love board games. And I also like it when, like, I remember back in the day, they had board games that came with VHS tapes. So you would put it on the TV, you would play the board game, and at certain points you would hit play on the on the VCR to see what happened, which was kind of cool. Uh, the idea that you could buy a board game that is designed to be played with in, in concert with the Nintendo Switch using Amiibo, uh, not necessarily like the Amiibo that I have behind me or anything, but like little figures with little RFIDs in them, I think that that would be really, really neat. Um, in fact, I, I, I think that it, like they tried to do something like that with Animal Crossing, but they didn't, they only went halfway. And I think that they should have gone all the way. I think that's a good idea. You can have people sitting around with their, with their little hidden cards that have RFID in them. And then when, when you are, it was your turn to, to play something, you take out your card instead of setting it down in the middle of the board, you tap it to the controller in the middle of the board. A thing happens up on the screen. You can have things that happen in such a way that are completely outside of the realm of possibility when it comes to actual real life physical board games. So I think Lawworthy, you have a fantastic idea here. And I think that I don't know if it would sell well, though. Uh, It all depends on how good of a board game is it. If it's just a cheap throwaway, like poorly designed board game that includes some Amiibo style NFC elements, then it's not going to do very well. But if it's a really good board game that also requires the Nintendo Switch, then I think that you've got uh, a a hit on your hands. Uh, Let's switch over to email now. All right, I got an email from Leon here. It says, Hi, Bill. Love the shows. Been listening to you for several months now between Run Jump Stomp, Nintendo Switchcraft, and now StadiaCast. I am a reclaimed gamer. I had a gaming system for the NES and PS2 Xbox for release. I guess I was on a hiatus hiatus when I went to college and entered the professional world, but I reemerged with the Switch. It suits my lifestyle. I travel a lot and often need to give up a primary TV when at home. So it's flexible. I love it despite its graphic inferiority to the PS4 and Xbox One. I am one of those sole and single console guys, and the Switch is my console not because of affordability, but because of the flexibility. The reason I am writing is because of Mortal Kombat 11. I'm not sure if you heard, mainly because you say you don't care for the game to begin with, when I heard games like Mortal Kombat and Doom Eternal were coming to the Switch, I got excited for nostalgic reasons, and both games look amazing. I have Doom on the Switch, and I love being able to carry it around. 
uh, looking forward to the sequel and Mortal Kombat 11 until now. I was slightly discouraged when I realized that Mortal Kombat 11 um, had a premium version for Xbox, PS4, and and PC. I didn't complain. I chopped it up to graphics. Yesterday, they announced the premium version for the Switch. I didn't cancel my pre-order until I heard if the Switch would have a physical steel case like the Xbox and PS4. While browsing online to find out about a steel case, I stumbled across some other information. Mortal Kombat 11, aside from the 20 gigabyte patch that I didn't mind because I have the storage for it, was also going to be an online only game. I was shocked and upset. I literally ruined my vision for the game. I travel a lot, playing most of my games in airports, on planes, and on the roads. It ruins the flexibility of the Switch and my primary use for it. I ended up canceling my pre-order. It's frustrating. I read online is suspected they're doing online only, even for single-play use, to maximize microtransactions. I guess I'm asking how you feel about this. This literally dwarfs my pr- my Switch for its primary use. I don't mind paying for DLC because I paid for many passes, i.e. Smash, Starlink, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, etc. I don't like it. I also It also makes me think that the software will become glitchy or fail once Mortal Kombat 12 comes on. This has me really anti-digital, and if I have no option at the physical way to play, what do you think, Bill? Thanks for listening, Leon. All right. Now, I don't think that that's true. I went to the Mortal. I went to Nintendo's site, uh, Nintendo.com, and I went to Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat Eleven. And when I'm there, and I'm looking at the site here, it says Game Info. So I, it, well, oh no, okay, here we go. Um, it doesn't say anything on here about requiring online. Uh, It says that if you want to play it online, then the game supports it if you have Nintendo Switch online, but I don't think that you have to uh, have it. In fact, I'm looking at the um, the little... uh, What are the little stars at the bottom of the disclaimers at the bottom? Uh, And I don't see anything about here that says that you have to play online. In fact, it says Nintendo Switch Online membership, which is sold separately, and a Nintendo account are required for online play and is not available in all countries. Internet access is required for online features uh, and terms apply. But I don't see anywhere in here that says that you have to play that, that you have to connect to the internet in order to play the game at all. I think that you must have misunderstood. Now, let me say that online-only games... Something fell behind me. Online-only games are a thing that's going to happen on the Switch at some point. In fact, I think that we already have some. Um, I don't think you can play Smite offline. I could be wrong. Maybe you could play against bots. Um, But those games are going to be few and far between. And those aren't for everybody. I don't think that Mortal Kombat is an online-only game. I think it is a game that allows you to play online, but you don't have to. Um, <laughs> Chad is making jokes about the about Smite. Uh, so what do I think about online-only games? 
I've been playing online only games for years and years and years, but uh, I do agree that online only games don't work very well in your use case. So I would avoid games like that. That being said, if you can get your pre-order back, I would see if you can, because I don't think that Mortal Kombat Online is only online or Mortal Kombat 11 is only online. Boy, I said that wrong. Um, so, but thank you very much for listening and uh, uh, taking the time to write in. I really appreciate it. All right, let's wrap up the show. Oh, the new Atari 7800. We reinvented the video game. Well, it's it, we didn't reinvent the podcast. All we did was uh, do another episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. If you want to become part of this community, it's super easy to do. Runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. Watch the show live over at my Twitch channel. Uh, you can get a hold of me at Runjumpstomp on Twitter and use that hashtag Nintendo Switchcraft. If you're looking for ways to support the show or my other shows, stop by Runjumpstomp.com slash thank you or go to slash shows for my other stuff that is like this. Uh, if you are a fan of the music, which is about to play right now, make sure that you check out Noteblock on YouTube. They make some fantastic tunes, and I am out of here. Until next time, stay awesome, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.